welcome to Rise Up For You, a unique podcast dedicated to uplifting women in their day-to-day life, but open to all to enjoy and share. My name is Natalina, the founder of Rise Up For You, through interviews with various experts and professionals on relationships, investing, self-worth, entrepreneurship, love, and health. This podcast is committed to empowering and spreading knowledge and motivation to all. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Hi everyone, it's Netalina. Welcome back to Rise Up For You. Okay, so I ran across this website when I was doing some research called Fit Bottomed Girls. And I had to uh, reach out to one of the founders and definitely get them on the show. They talk about a number of things that have to do with health, fitness, and self-image. And they have some great articles, some great content on their website. So today we're lucky to have Jennifer Walter, the co-founder of Fit Bottom Girls, on our podcast. She's going to talk with us about yo-yo dieting, self-image, and getting that nonsense out of your brain when it comes to your body and getting healthy. Jen has several fitness credentials under her belt. She's a personal trainer. Jen has written for numerous online publications, including Shape Magazine, The Huffington Post, Spark People, and Diets in Review. And today, Jennifer is here to talk with us about fitness, self-image, and how to motivate yourself in the proper way. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Hello, hi. How's it going? Very well, how are you? Good. Wonderful. Thank you so much for doing this. It's a pleasure to speak with you, and um, I'm just really happy that you are willing to give us your time. Appreciate that. Yeah, and thanks for having me, and um, I love everything you're doing online. Thank you. And thank you for joining us today. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I am a, I guess it's kind of like my alphabet soup for myself. I'm a certified personal trainer, group exercise instructor, um, and have been blogging and writing about fitness and positive body image through our sites, Fit Bottomed Girls, Fit Bottom Mamas, and Fit Bottomed Eats um, since like 2008 is when we started Fit Bottom Girls. I started fitbottomgirls.com with my really good friend, Erin Whitehead, and we've since added a third business partner, Kristen Seymour, and um, we have just created an online space for women to come to help them realize that they are more than the number on the scale, which is kind of the message that a lot of people, but especially women, get day after day after day. Like, you'll be a better person if you lose 10 pounds, or if I lose 15 pounds, then, you know, my whole entire life is going to be better, and then I can be confident. Um, So we kind of try to dispel all that, and then give workouts and motivation, and just really help people find the fun and healthy lifestyle, and we try to be kind of sassy about it, like, kind of like your... um, best friend who knows a lot about fitness that you actually want to talk to like for tips. Okay. Awesome. So how did you, can you walk us through this journey a little bit? How did you get involved into this area of fitness and health? Would, did you have a personal journey or is it just something that you've always, you know, loved doing? Yeah, I had quite a personal journey. I think that my story is, you know, really fairly common for women Um, I was in um, high school and college. I was very, very body conscious, very self-conscious about my weight. Um, And I I wasn't particularly overweight. It was just 
you know, it's like all of my self-confidence issues decided to kind of manifest on the number on the scale. I became really kind of obsessed with it and then would restrict some eating and then of course be so starving and then I would need to like almost binge eat and then I would over-exercise and I kind of fell into this um, really nasty kind of yo-yo dieting cycle pattern. And, um, you know, time after time after time, it just would continue to chip away at my self-confidence. Um, I was having all these different issues while also simultaneously, which seems like it wouldn't make sense, but for some reason it worked. Um, I did develop a deep love for fitness in this time. So I really, even though I wasn't always acting out of a place of self-love, I did like healthy foods. I did like how workouts made me feel. So I went to college and started teaching group exercise because, Deep down, I think I really want to be like a pop star, except I don't have the talent to be a pop star. <laughs> so being a group exercise instructor allowed me to get up in front of just as good a, a mic and like choreograph <laughs> and do stuff, and you know it was like a blast. I had so much fun in college doing that with like huge groups of people. So much fun. And then more people kept asking me for advice, so I decided to become a personal trainer and really get a deeper knowledge. So while I had this deeper knowledge of all these things going on, I still had issues going on, you know, personally that I was very quiet and internal about because I felt like once I got in the position to give advice that I needed to look a certain way. I need to like have a six pack or be the fitness model or whatever in order to tell people how to be healthy. I needed to look the part. Um, and... I continued to struggle with um, counting calories and being really obsessive about it and got to kind of a very unhappy place. And when my now husband, then, then boyfriend, proposed to me, I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm going to, you know, spend this entire, like, time getting ready for, ready for the wedding being super obsessed, like, about what I'm going to look like when I come down the aisle. And I do not want my thoughts on my wedding day to be about, oh my God, does my arm look fat? Oh my God, am I, you know, am I in the right dress? Am I in the right pose? It, it was just, it was such like just BS where I was like, that's not the space. That's not where I want to start my married life. You know, this is a big thing that's been making me unhappy. Let's freaking bite the bullet and figure out a way to get over it. So I started meditating I started journaling I got to the root of some stuff that was still having issues. So I contacted a registered dietitian. So I contacted a, a registered dietitian who specialized in emotional eating. She had a background um, in intuitive eating, which is something that I now do and love. Um, and turns out through all the years of yo-yo dieting and crap, I had completely lost touch of all of my hunger cues and was completely like removed from my body. You know, I would eat something because... I was supposed to, I wasn't supposed to, not because I was actually hungry and I paid really no attention to how it made me feel except for beating myself up if I ate too much or ate the wrong foods. So she got me in touch with hunger cues, intuitive eating, listening to myself, cutting back on workouts, making no foods like off limits. And I settled into that and got married. And on my wedding day, I wasn't worried about what I looked like or anything. I was in a really good, happy place. And then I got married in 2007. By the time um, 2008 came around, you know, I was looking at the women's media and I was, I have a background in magazine journalism and I was looking at stuff and I was like, you know what, there's not this kind, there's not an intuitive eating message that was online at that point. There is now. It's awesome. There wasn't a lot of positive body image stuff. It was still all 
lose 10 pounds in like 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Like the crazy, ridiculous stuff. Absolutely. Um, and so I, on my own started being like, I think I want to write something and I want to start something. The online blogging was kind of starting to become popular. And then I talked to my friend Erin about this because her and I had talked about, we used to carpool together. We worked together. We spent a lot of time together. We'd always talk about these different issues. And she was like, oh my God, I'd love to do that with you. That sounds like so much fun. And then the whole entire idea of Fit Bottom Girls just kind of blossomed out of, out of that. And we got really lucky in that 2008 when we started, there weren't a ton of blogs out there. And our message um, was really, really different. It's awesome that now our message is so mainstream. People kind of know now that dieting usually doesn't work. And, um, you know, they're not, they know that the, like the quick fix is not the way to go. Um, But at that time it was, I mean, not totally revolutionary, but we were one of few voices that were, were doing it. And it's fun to see the whole, to be part of that momentum and that change. And with people like you doing rise up and then realizing that, you know, your, your lifestyle choices, your fitness choices, your nutrition choices really play into, and this is what our message has always been to not just your body or even how you feel, but it comes into all areas of your life. And if you treat that with respect, you're treating your entire self with respect and love. Absolutely. You can't make yourself healthy. Absolutely. And you're right. I think it has only been the past maybe four or five years that the term has changed from diet to lifestyle, you know, getting rid of that word diet. This isn't a diet. This is a lifestyle for you to be healthy and to, to, to continuously do it because diet implies a quick fix. Want to lose the weight lifestyle is, you know, this is something that you want to consistently do to stay healthy, to feel good about yourself. Exactly. Yeah. So can we talk a little bit about your blog? I was looking at your blog. Um, the one that was nine ways to build fitness habits into your busy schedule. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about that? Because that seems to be the recurring issue for a lot of people. You know, I wish I could work out. I wish I could eat healthy, but I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to cook. So I just grab whatever I can get my hands on or, you know, I'm forced to go to th- through the drive through because I don't have time to eat. And that's the quickest thing for me. And then it's just this repetitive cycle. Then the next thing you know, you're, you know, feeling down and not good about yourself because you don't have time to work out, nor do you have time to eat the way you should be eating. Totally. We worked on that post with Proform, actually. Okay. Uh, with, like, to create like a fun little infograph, like that kind of takes you all through it. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, I think the number one thing on that, on building a healthy habit, is that it really has to become a habit. And a lot of people think I could do something if I had more willpower. Right. You know, or that person has more willpower than I do. If I only had more willpower, then I could make these changes. I could make myself get to the gym. I could eat the healthy food, whatever. But the thing is, is that the research shows that is from me to you and other people, there's not a huge difference of amount of willpower that we have. It's just on what we choose to use it on. So I like to think of willpower as a limited resource that you have every day. So say you have, you know, like five beans in a jar and they're like your little like willpower beads right so the thing is is like you may want to use your willpower only on healthy eating and getting to the gym but you use them in all other areas of your life so even when you wake up in the morning and you wake up and you're tired and you hit snooze and you hit snooze and you hit snooze and then you drag yourself out of bed when you're tired because you stayed up too late the night before you're using willpower so it's like one of those little like you know beans are already like used up So that one's gone. You got four left. 
you know, then you're in the car and maybe you're driving to work and there's, you know, like traffic and you have all this like road rage, but you don't want to express it because, you know, you don't want to be in the five o'clock news. Right. You know, there goes another bean and, you know, you get to work and you have to kind of put on a happy face or, you know, you have to endure criticism or whatever, you know, there's the third bean. And then you actually go ahead and you make a healthy decision for lunch. Well, maybe there's the fourth bean. It's easy to see, you know, you don't yell at your kids. There goes the fifth bean. It's like easy to see how your little bits of willpower get used up in the day in other ways. And then it's no wonder that by the time you get home, you don't want to go to the gym. Right. You don't want to make a healthy decision. Like you have used all of your mental, you know, resources. You've used your willpower. It's, it's gone. So the good thing with habits is that once you build a habit and you have to manage your willpower in order to build that habit and kind of like consistently set little goals, do little things, build, build, build. But once you set those habits, they don't take any willpower to use. And that's why habits are so incredible because it's like, you don't use willpower to brush your teeth in the morning or buckle your seatbelt. Right. It's not like you're like, oh my God, I just buckle my seatbelt. What am I going to do? Right. You, know, you just do it. You start doing it naturally. Yep, that's right. Right, it's a habit. So that's what you want healthy eating and working out to be. Something that you don't have to, you know, labor over or obsess over. It's just part of your everyday routine and that's what you do. So it is the getting there part, though, that is a little bit tricky. And um, for that, I always find that people just, they go too big in the beginning, you know. They say, I'm going to work out five days a week or they say, I'm going to, you know, eat healthy, like perfectly every day or something when, you know, really what you want to do is make an itty bitty, small, sustainable change. That's not going to make that, not going to take that much willpower, like one less soda a day or one extra veggie or, you know, green smoothie twice a week, like set the the bar super low. Yeah. Then make those changes once that no longer takes any willpower and that's just part of your routine. I mean, that is just like a five-minute workout in the morning. First thing in the morning before your willpower is used up, you know, five minutes, then you can make it 10 minutes, you know. Then you just keep adding on and adding on and adding on and adding on. And then along with that, I also like to think of, um, I also advise people to think of their life kind of like a choose-your-own-healthy-adventure thing. So, you know, it's not a one-size-fits-all kind of thing. What works for me may not work for you and may not work for a lot of people. But you just have to, as you go through and you make changes, see what works for you and see what doesn't. Like, oh, I had this for lunch. Did that make me feel good later or did that make me feel bad later? And then try to make all your decisions from a place of feeling good and wanting to feel good. So, like, oh, man, you know, I did that workout first thing in the morning and it'll end me feeling great. Focus on that. Like, keep doing the things that make you feel good. And you'll kind of naturally fall into a, uh, a place that – a healthy lifestyle that is a habit but then also gives you back positive reinforcement. Because if it doesn't make you feel good, then there's no point in doing it. Right. You're not going to continue to do it. Yeah. So. And finding, you know, if you are going to go to the gym and whatnot, finding what your body likes. Like some people go to the gym and they're like, I love Zumba because I love the music and it makes me feel good. And that's great because you're still being active. You know what I mean? And then slowly, I'm sure you'll adapt to other things that, you know, other classes and whatnot. But there are a lot of people like for me, when I'm feeling down and I may not have the energy to go lift weights or hop on the tread, I go do Zumba. Cause that's like a no brainer for me. They give me the choreography. I just follow and I have a good time. Exactly. Okay. It's so true. Like, and the same can be said about food too. You know, don't do workouts. You don't like to do Do the workouts you want to do and then be proud that you did anything. You know, you did right. something. 
Right. And same thing with food. Like, if you don't like kale, then who cares who's eating kale? Don't eat kale. You right. know? Like, eat. Like, I find if you roast pretty much any vegetable, it tastes good with olive oil and salt and pepper. Like, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Like, and then expand your horizons from there, but get the habit and then expand. Right. Because that's also not sustainable. Like, I, um, I've had a couple friends that they did this tilapia diet, right? And they went for a week eating tilapia all day long for a full week and they lost like a ton of weight. <laughs> and I'm just thinking like, I really don't think this is the right way to go. But anyways, they lost the weight and that was great. But now they're like, oh, I gained it all back. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's not sustainable. Like it's not, it's not realistic to eat tilapia five days, you know, five times a day, seven days a week. That's you're not going to do that for the rest of your life. So naturally your body is going to kick it all back. Right. And I think the big thing with stuff like that is that, you know, A, it's not a lifestyle change and B, just come back. But C, like when people do diets like that, it's like they always, you always think it's going to work, you know? And then when it doesn't work, you're just like, I gained it all back and that's my fault. But in like the history of like every person on the planet. Right. (laughs) It's never really worked. Right. Or made anyone happen, happy. Like, yet, as soon as it doesn't work, we kind of beat ourselves up about it. Right. So, I mean, we wrote a whole book that was, like, the anti-diet, which was just 10-minute fixes to, like, get you out of the diet mentality. Right. And to get a healthy lifestyle for reals. So let's talk about that. How do we get that? How do we build the joy of having a healthy lifestyle and get our mindset into that frame as opposed to dieting? Because... Uh, again, there's a lot of women that they can't seem to shift their mind and they say, okay, tomorrow's Monday. It's the first of the month. I'm going to start my diet tomorrow as opposed to, okay, let me start building a lifestyle where I can feel better about myself, the way I look and the way that I feel, not only the way that I look, because that's not, that's also not sustainable because what happens, you know, you're doing this so that you look great. Then the next thing you know, you get married and then you're like, oh, I got married, so now I really don't need to look right anymore, <laughs> right? So it's that internal feeling healthy. So what are some tips? What can we do to, to build that joy and that love of wanting to be healthy? I think, number one, you have to be aware. I think it all comes down to being more mindful um, and talking to yourself like your own best friend. So you kind of have to call BS on yourself sometimes, you know, because in a lot of ways, dieting is kind of the, the easy way out. It's the easier thing to fixate on, to do for a couple of weeks, then give up, then go back on. It's kind of an easy crutch. Um, the one thing my registered dietitian said to me, which really struck a chord with me and hit home, and maybe I'll hit home with some other people, is she said, can you imagine what the women of this world would do if they weren't so fixated on what they weighed and what they looked like? And in that moment, I remember feeling like, I mean, such an a-hole. Like... Oh my God, how much mental energy have I wasted counting calories, like feeling like I wasn't good enough, um, obsessing about this, like just the mental energy that could have been used for something better. Um, It really, really shook me up. So I think the first thing that you can really do is just like watch your thoughts monitor your thoughts. It doesn't have to be like a woo-woo-y meditative thing. Just, you know, when you're going through your everyday, like kind of check in with yourself. Like, hey, how you doing, self? Like, oh, well, that wasn't a very nice thing to say to yourself. You know, I wouldn't say that to my best friend. Why would I say that to me? Oh, you're comparing yourself to someone else. Huh. 
remember, run your own race. Um, and I tell a lot of our, our readers and people that I've worked with, it's really good if you can create just a, um, a positive mantra. And it can be it can be a quote, it can be a word, um, it can be a song lyric, you know, whatever you want it to be, whatever speaks to you. I tend to use just do it a lot of times. It's like yay Nike. Um, <laughs> it's true, just do it. <laughs> just do it. Like shut up and just do it. You know? um, but something that can kind of pull you higher in those moments. So when you are having the self talk that's down, or you are being kind of drawn in by the dieting culture, you have a phrase you can pull on to be like, nope. Remember, I love myself more than that. I'm going to elevate above that. I'm going to be better than that because I'm not into the quick fix. I'm not into the quick thing. I love myself. And with this deeper love of myself and a deeper understanding of what health really is, I can better take care of myself and make decisions out of self-love and not this like crazy diet fear-based thing I got going on in the back of my head. Right. Absolutely. So it's a lot of self-love. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I love that. I have a couple, just a couple more questions for you um, that I normally ask all the guests. What's one thing that you have accomplished that you personally are proud of that maybe, you know, a lot of people wouldn't know about? Yeah, so I'm pretty forthcoming on the site about, like, everything. <laughs> we have another site, Fip on to Mamas, which I, I've, I've detailed more about this. But um, on girls, I've only kind of mentioned it a few times or linked out to it. But um, something really personal is that my husband and I went through, um, fertility issues for three years and wow. it totally sucked. Like it was like the hardest, like roughest, like subtastic thing you could ever do and talk about, you know, life lessons and self-love and accepting yourself and making lifestyle changes and choices and all kinds of stuff. Um, but yeah, you think you're healthy and then you have trouble conceiving and it's, it's, it's really a mind, right? you know what? So, um, but yeah, but now I have a daughter, she's eight months old, so we were able to conceive, but, um, congratulations. Thanks. Um, but I know a lot of people, you know, don't talk about infertility and cause it is kind of like a, you know, it's a hard thing to discuss and, you know, right. So there it is. That's a that's a great accomplishment. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, it's a big deal. And I know, it's a like, huge even, deal. Yeah, even what we've done, even what we went through isn't, you know, as hard as what a lot of people have gone through. So I feel like I kind of got like a small taste of that. But, you know, having the site to, to write about that journey and to share experience with readers and to have readers come back and kind of say, hey, I'm going through this. You right. know, it's and in that process, you know, a lot of stuff. Because it is body focused, you know, a lot of other issues with like exercise and nutrition can come up too. So it's kind right, of absolutely. just full circle came around. And now I'm, yeah, I'm super grateful. But yeah, it's amazing what the online world could do. Because if I didn't have that platform, if I didn't have that medium, I, you know, I don't know where some of those feelings would have gone. Right, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And so, what's one thing that you do in your life daily that helps you get a positive rise in your life? Is there a morning routine or just you know, 15 minutes of something that you do that helps you every day be better. Yeah. So before my daughter, I used to like meditate in the morning, <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> Admittedly, I now meditate just like a few times a week. That always makes me get a rise. It always makes me feel good um, when I do it. And I typically, I, I do it like when I'm really, really stressed. And someone's like, okay, fine. Sit, sit your butt down. Right. This is important. You know, do it. Um, but through and through, I mean, my workouts are always a mood booster I call them my uh, like my it's like the staples commercial like easy button you know like it's like an instant mood reset no matter 
you know, how hard of the day it was or, you know, the, you know, being a new mom, like how challenging or how many demands on your plate. If I can set aside even just five to 10 minutes to make sure that I sweat and get moving, then it is a way for me to show self-love to myself and care. And it is always just like, yep, I get my endorphins going and I feel better. Absolutely. Well, I, I appreciate you again joining us today. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and talking with us about, you know, having a healthy lifestyle as opposed to dieting. Is there anything else that you'd like to, you know, leave our listeners with? Any last minute message? I guess just, you know, don't diet. Don't take it so seriously, maybe. Like we take our weight, you know, and our size and our look just so dang serious sometimes. And you just got to you got to go to the Zumba class and laugh at yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So awesome. Always. Thank you so much. I definitely appreciate you again joining us. If you guys would like to stay connected to Jennifer, you can check out her website at www.fitbottomedgirls.com. And you can also follow her on Twitter at fitbottomedgirls. Thank you again for joining us. And if there's anyone that you think would benefit from this episode, please share it. Don't forget to follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Periscope, Instagram. And also check out our website at www.riseupforyou.com. We're always adding new things, new podcasts, new articles, so be sure to check it out. And lastly, I know we say this on every podcast, but we would definitely love to hear your feedback about Rise Up For You. So please go to iTunes, write a quick little review, rate our podcast, and tell us how we are doing. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow.